Welcome to Off the Beat, the podcast that discusses all things law enforcement from a cop's point of view. My name is DJ Seals. I'm a former detective, crime analyst, and SWAT operator from the metro Atlanta area. Now, I currently work for Motorola as a law enforcement consultant, but this podcast will never be about product or sales, and that I promise you. I came up with this idea because I wanted to have a place where we could have a conversation about current police issues without you, my listener, feeling like they were in a sales pitch. I wouldn't listen to that, and I'm sure you wouldn't either. So, today's topic. Today's topic, I guess, is a little bit of a continuation from the last topic, which was retired on duty. Wasn't really my intention to have these be um, a part one and a part two. And I don't think they're going to be a straight out part one and part two. But I got a lot of feedback from retired on duty, which was interesting to me because, you know, it could have gone either way. <laughs> that feedback could have been ugly, um, but it wasn't. I was surprised. I, you know, uh, you, you all know by now I just I, I speak what's in my mind and on my heart. And that one was straight from both of those locations, I think. And some of the feedback I got was, hey, man, I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, it was hard to listen to because you spoke the truth. And I, I didn't realize I myself was was floating down into that. Oh, okay. All right. But but then I had another that was actually from somebody I currently work with, non-current law enforcement, and they were like, hey, I'm doing the same thing. Didn't realize it. Thanks, man. Uh, okay. It wasn't really meant to be a <laughs> self-help title, but but that's fine. I'm, 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 I'm glad it, it helped that way. As a matter of fact, in just the last few days, I mean, I've, I've had another, you know, 50 listens to that one, which isn't a lot in the podcast world, but it is a lot in our podcast world. And I just thought, oh, wow, okay. One of the questions that I got over and over again, though, was, so what do you do? So, so you're, you're one of the ones that's not retired on duty. You're one of the ones that, 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 you know, didn't grow up there. You're the one, one of the ones that doesn't have, you know, a ton of time, you know, 25, 30 years in, and they just don't want to listen to you because they don't want to change. What do you do? What's the advice? What's the, ah. so I had to think about it and I did. And as these things happen, I had a couple conversations in the last week or so that I think have a lot of bearing on this. Now, I will change the names to protect the innocent, <laughs> but I thought about this. And, you know, one of, my, one of my friends hit me up, and it was not about the podcast, but he hit me up and he said, you know, I've been working on this burglary problem we've been having in the city and in, in the county. Um, it, it was rampant. Uh, they were... The, we were sure they were the same people, uh, and they just didn't care about city lines, party, you know, county lines, any of that. And he said, so So I was doing uh, some analysis on this. He's a, he's a crime analyst, and he said, I ran into some predictive technologies, some other like this, and I just ran it through a bunch of stuff that I thought was right because we needed a handle on when the next one might occur. And he said, so I, I, got a, I got a result that I thought was just dead on. Like, that's it. That's it. We got it. Uh, he said he conferred with a, some other crime analysts. And they said, yeah, 
yeah, that's that. Those are the numbers we're coming up with. Uh, we didn't go quite that far. You've helped us break through that, but that's it. That's it. That that's the next spot. That that is where we need to go. Now, before I go any further with the story, let me let me back up. So, my friend here, um, he he's about I think about eight years in to policing. Uh, and certainly not a rookie. Uh, you know, would be would be called in many agencies, especially especially with the turnover today. He's an old salty veteran. Um, no, but but you know, he's got good time under his belt, and he knows what he's doing. Um, so he goes to the commander that's kind of working these, and he says, "Look, I, I've worked this up. This is what I've got. Here's what I think." And he explained the whole thing, and apparently, he was looked at like he had carrots grown out of his ears. Hmm. I'm almost a little, and these are my words, not his, uh, almost a little pat on the head. Thank you very much. Now go back to your office. Get in your hole. Get in the hole. Anyway, uh, happy Gilmore reference. Um, so he was, he was kind of down, you know, he's done all this work. He's trying to do it right. He, he knows that he's right. He feels it in his heart and, and it's kind of like, yeah, sure. Thanks. Appreciate the work. You know what he did? He didn't stop. He pushed through, which shall be the title of this particular podcast. Push through. He continued on. He followed more patterns. He he did what he was supposed to do. He did what he knew he needed to do. They eventually caught the the burglar, burglars, I forget how many he sent. It was the ring that they were looking at. It, and, and you know what? They, they caught them in the area that the prediction said it was going to happen. And, and all of this was, was right. All of this was right. The work was solid. But then you go, what does it matter? They didn't use it. I agree with you that they didn't use it. But I don't agree with you on the what's, what's it matter. It matters a lot. And here's why. Many people who are retired on duty, and I am not saying this commander is retired on duty. I'm using this as an example. I know this commander. I've worked with this commander. He has been there a long time. I, I don't think he's retired on duty, but but some of the reaction was similar. Let's just say. And um, you know, so as 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 he is looking at this, he's looking at this as something new and we don't need that. And we've never done that before. And, and what is this wizardry and witchcraft you come up with, you know, and, and you play Dungeons and Dragons on the side and, and you're just, (laughs) it's just not right to him. Remember police don't like change and we don't like what we have either. So how do you enact that change when somebody's you've got, Less than 10 years on you, let's say. But you're highly trained in what you're doing. And you've got to convince these folks that have got 25, 20, 25, 30 years that you, you young whippersnapper, you, you know what you're doing. You know what you do? You push through. You continue. You are undaunted. Let's talk about football for a minute. And, and okay, I didn't play football. I, I wrestled, I played baseball, okay? But but I'm really into football, probably because I moved to the south from Kansas City, and it's all about football, baby, right? So, but but my the, the play I hate the most is, you got 
2,000, 3,000 pounds of men in front of you, and you're going to get the ball from the quarterback, and you are miraculously going to run through 3,000 pounds of men. Granted, it works every once in a while with blocks and things like that. But come on, for the, the vast majority of these guys, just boom. I got a friend of mine who says, oh, they're just moving the ball to get field position. And I'm like, it didn't look like it moved much, but okay, whatever. I admit, I don't understand that play. But from my point of view, see, here's our example. My point of view, that play is dumb. Because shouldn't you try to run around them? <laughs> I mean... If I had my choice, I'd run around them, right? But that play has a tactical advantage, according to some. Okay. Because it, it's the short play. It's the ran straight into the commander, said, Commander, this is what I got, and you got, bam, you got knocked down. So you say, well, okay, what's the advantage? What's the short play? Well, the short play is nobody can tell me and convince me that that commander didn't sit there after this was all done and go, oh, hmm, that report was right. Huh. Maybe we could have stopped this a little earlier. Um, either way, you planted the seed of success. So similar to my friend who said he's just, you know, running through that 2,000 pounds, 3,000 pounds of men is just moving the ball on the field, just just getting a little better field position. You know, I'm, I'm realizing as I'm speaking, I may be actually convincing myself that that play might not be too stupid, but you know, jury's out on that one. But nonetheless, so this is what my friend, back at the police department, this is what he was doing, let's say. He was, he was moving the ball. He was getting better position. He was planting that seed that what he does is valuable and works. So we were talking, and he, he was down. He was a little down, to be honest with you. I mean, not, not defeated, but kind of like, really? I mean, good Lord. Okay. And I said, but you know what? The next time, do it again. Do it again. Don't stop. Do it again. He's like, what do you mean? And I said, come on, man. That commander, I know him. He's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. He, he knows what you did was right. So the next time this happens, you do it again. You walk right back in there undaunted and you hand it back to him and see if there's not a difference. See if there's not a, well, I don't know about, oh, oh wait a minute now. Hmm. There will be an, uh, there, there might be a moment where he, where, where he goes, no, nah, no, nah, get, get out. Okay. Thank you very much. Hmm. But then he changes because his brain goes back and says, yeah, last time he was right. Last time he was right. You know, I had that happen. Um, when, when I was setting mine up, you know, my analyst unit, I had a lot of that. <laughs> I had a lot of, it's probably where I got my, this, I mean, my absolute bitter taste, disdain in my mouth for the term, because that's not the way we do it. <sighs> I hear that a lot in consulting. I hear that a lot in consulting. That's not the way we do it. And I go, well, aren't you adding a whole bunch of new technology? Yeah. Well, is that the way you've done it? No. Well, it seems to me like you're changing the way you're doing it, so let's talk about change. <laughs> and, you know, we get a good laugh out of it, believe it or not, because I do it in a, in, a com in a comedic manner, but it's the truth. So, how do you push through retired on duty? 
Ha. Well, let's go back for just a second and let's talk about, I think there's two main types of retired on duty, right? One of them is about to literally retire, you know, been there too long already. Uh, and what I mean by too long is way past the retirement date. And the reason they're doing it is so that they can pull more money off of their pension. <laughs> yes, we all know that trick, by the way. And and so they're there and they are got this position and they're there just to work the rest of their time out. Just going to coast on in. Then there's another. And this particular retired on duty may have just a couple of years under their belt. But somewhere along the line, they burnt out. And they don't give a flip anymore. Uh, I had a I had a field training officer. I had three different field training officers. No, I wasn't that bad. They were rotating me through through shifts, or it might have been that bad. But nonetheless, I, I you know I had three ro- uh, training officers, and one of them literally taught me where to hide and sleep. Yep. Uh, and 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 threatened to write me up one night because uh, we were sitting there and you know, chilling out. Let's call it that way. Or possibly he was sleeping. But nonetheless, I was bored. I was a rookie. <laughs> I was jazzed up on coffee. And this car just blew the red light. Just right in front of me. And I went, you know what? Check this out. Light sirens. Here we go. He woke up with a start. He was mad. I pulled the car over. It was, you know, an easy pullover ticket, no problem. And he threatened to write me up. (laughs) I I remember looking at him and going, okay. And I just trailed off and kind of looked at him and he went, all right, look, I was like, what are you going to write me up for? Do my job. But I digress. The point being is which kind of ROD are you pushing through? The young one who's not near retirement, who's just for some reason burnt out or the one is closest to retirement. So which one's easier? Hmm. Let's think about this. You got one that's been there, let's say 30 years. They need to do two more for whatever reason. We're just making up numbers here. They need to do two more and they're out. So you got two years. You're going to work under this person. Can you change their mind? Perhaps as long as you don't rock their boat enough (laughs) that they get moved. They they might like that, but you're going to have to prove it first. So do some work, prove the work, show the work, reproduce the work, and you might be all right. As long as you don't rock their boat. Don't rock the boat. You might be able to move the cheese a little bit, but do not rock the boat. Okay? The other one might be a little more difficult. Because they are not retired on duty because they're close to retirement. They're retired on duty because they're burnt out they're bitter and they're just taking up space. <sighs> Why are they burnt out and bitter? See, this is a whole different one. I guess I, guess I could spin this one off into the tune in next time, kids. No, but why are they burnt out and bitter? Maybe they didn't get uh, a, a position they were looking for. Maybe they didn't get the, uh, uh, you know, uh, the promotion. They didn't do well in the promotions test. Somebody else got it, and they think it was an inside job, and they think blah, 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 blah. Along the line, they're burnt. Whether they're burnt for good reasons or bad reasons, they're burnt. Um, and by the way, burnt for good reasons just simply means they're right, <laughs> that it was a rig, but you shouldn't be burnt. You should, you should find a way to get through that. 
nonetheless. They might be harder because they might be to the point where they didn't get it and they don't want you to get it either. So not only are they retired on duty, but they're retired on duty and vindictive and bitter. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. Um, what makes that more dangerous is if that, ha that person happens to have a little bit of rank, like a sergeant, for instance, who didn't get lieutenant and has seen all his former sergeants, his fellow sergeants get lieutenant, maybe one or two got captain, and he's still sitting back with the you know, Tommy three stripes, right? And, and so what do you do with that? You're bitter, you're vindictive. You don't want anybody else to do well. That's, that's dangerous. That's going to be hard to push through. But whichever one you're on, when I say push through, what I mean is push through the pushback. Oh, I'm getting all Dr. Seuss here, right? No, but, but push through the, when they go, eh, thanks, pat you on the head, have a nice day. And it doesn't have to be just intel. This happens to be an example I heard, but it doesn't have to be that. It could be a new idea on patrol. It could be a new idea for community policing. Pat you on the head. Good job. Call me back when you've got 20 years like the rest of us big, big people. Whatever. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm not a big one on you got to have a lot of time. Some people need to cook longer and they need more time to get it under their belt. Some folks are just born into this stuff and they get it and they're good and they're like, out of the chute. Fantastic. I mean, I've seen some as my, in my travels, I've seen some officers that have two and three years under their belt that if you spoke to them, you would be certain that they were old salty veterans because they just get it. And I've spoke to some people, people, frankly, that have 15 years under their belt and you're going, <laughs> and what is your job around here? You know, it's like, you don't, you don't seriously carry a gun, do you? Uh, you know, we've all seen that. So I'm not a big one on how much time you've had. I'm a big one on what have you done? Show me what you've done. Show me what you know. Show me your experience. Show me, show me your work, right? And, and that's what I mean by push through. Push with your work. Push, push with your your output. So my friend, he's going to go back, hopefully, right? Uh, well, maybe, well, let's say hopefully he doesn't have to do this again, but he will. Um, so he's going to do this again. He's going to push through, right? He's going to push through. He's going he's gonna to light that fire, and, and, and that commander is going to go, uh, maybe. Now, what does that do? Back to our football analogy. The first push that he got patted on the head and thank you, go back to your hole, um, it was moving that ball a little bit, letting him know that, Hey, Hey, look, look here, look, look, follow, follow the dancing ball. See, look, look what I did. Right? This could be helpful. No, you don't think so. Okay. Go back. Hey, did you notice that what I gave you matched where the person was? <laughs> Remember that? Remember that? Okay. Yeah. I'll go back to my hole. Thanks. But the next time we do this, it will be, Hey, you remember that last time I did it again. You remember that? Yeah, I did it again. Here it is. Depending on this commander, my guess, knowing this commander, it's going to be more of a, hey, you know what? He might even go, can you do that again for me? Because knowing this commander, he may actually ask for it. 
He's that kind of guy. He may come back and go, yeah, give me some of that, right? That seemed to work last time. I wasn't really into it until you showed me it worked, right? Prove. And I'm, I'm from Missouri originally, so I'm all about to show me, right? Show me state. So show me. Show me it works. And he did. And so he may very well come back, but your folks might not. Your folks might be like, get in your hole. So it, it's, it's what do you do? What do you do? You get out of there. You go up and you do it every single time. Why? It's your job. It's your job. You say, well, intel analyst, that's my job. And it's, maybe it's not my job in patrol. Da, da, da. It's your job. You sworn oath to do your best to, to however your oath reads out, to, to protect and serve the citizens and, 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 and uh, you know, you know, support and, and, and the laws of the state and how, however yours works out. Remember that thing? Read that. Read it again. That oath. But in that oath, it's assumed that you will do your best. Right? I, I will. It never says... I, I, I might, or maybe it says, I will support. I will protect. I will uphold the laws. Well, but laws change. Society changes. Your city changes. Your, your command staff changes. More retired on duty are created every day, folks. And more, more rookies are coming in. Not as many in the past, as in the past as we've talked about with all the societal defund the police and all that. It's rough. So you say to yourself, well, if not as many rookies are coming in, you know, the, the police departments are working short, um, then pretty soon the RODs will rule the world. Maybe. But I would also say there's more of you than there are of them. So, find a friend. <laughs> find a friend with stripes or bars. Or those cool little colonel leaves. Or captain, whatever. Find a friend with a little bit of power. That believes in you. That believes in what you do. That can stand up and go, wait, whoa, 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 there, Mr. R.O.D. No, I think this is going to work. Somebody who can head-to-head them. Yeah? The long pass, if you will. That's where we get some success. We're going to push through, but we're going to push through with help. So when we're pushing through that line in football, do you just, you know, you the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're going to grab the ball and just run through this 3,000 pounds of men. No, you have people who are blockers who are roughly, hopefully, the size of the people they're trying to push away. Where, because you running the ball, you're not, right? So you need blockers. Well, these friends that you're going to find with rank are the blockers. They're going to help get the ROD out of the way. And you're going to push through for some yardage. Probably not going to push through all the way. But what does yardage mean in this? Well, it means you're adding more people. It means you're adding more. Oh, wait a minute. That did work. Oh, oh, we're spreading the idea. Like a virus. Probably not good to use that term right now. But we are. We're spreading this idea. We're getting past them, right? 
We're leaving the RODs back in the line. Now we got to set up in front of them again every time, don't we? Because they're not going to be, you know, they already said no and they don't want to be shown to be wrong. So we got to set up again. There's that line again. We got to get through them. What are we doing this time? What are we doing this time? What are we doing this time? Change it up. <laughs> Change it up. Move it around. Get some ideas out there. You will eventually get to the end zone. And I know I'm doing a lot of football analogies. I don't know why football season's over. Um, and I've got a lot of, a lot of international listeners, but you, you know where I'm going here. You'll eventually get to the goal. And then you go, yay, I'm done. I got to the goal. No, you're not because you got to the goal on that one idea. <laughs> Start again. But you know what? That's life. That's life. You know, you, you were succeeding in that one, and now you got to do it again. But every time you do it, you get better at it. Every time you do it, you get better at it. Push through, push through, push through. You're going to get knocked down. You get back up. You know, when, when I was with my SWAT team, and we were trying to get people on the team for tryouts, things like that. It was not easy because the tryouts are very hard. Uh, they're meant to be hard. They're not meant to be, oh, everybody just come. And it's not because it's a superiority complex. Although a lot of you listening are just going, yes, it is. No, it's really not. I promise you. It's, we have to find people that have a mindset that they're not going to quit. No matter what, they're not going to quit. We don't have a retreat. We have a bunker down <laughs> when you're in the house. But, but there is no retreat. This is the same thing. There should be no retreat. You know what you're doing is right. You push through. The door is in your way. You use a ram. You use some debt cord. You use whatever you need to get the door out of your way. And you continue to push through. You're going to come upon obstacles. Well, that's why you have the rest of your team there. You create a team. You've got your friends. And you push through until you succeed. Then you're done with that house. You're like, yay. And then you go, well, we got another one. It's completely different. <laughs> it's totally different. Got lots of stairs, and we expect lots more people. Well, okay, game plan's different to a point, but it's still pushed through. It's still undaunted to the goal. So I say this to my friend who's probably listening and going, please don't say my name. Don't worry. I'm not going to say your name. Um, what you're doing is right. And I say this to anybody out there who's trying to push through. What you're doing is right. What you're doing is the core of what we need in law enforcement today, which is new and fresh ideas. Society is different. Technology is changing. Your sheriff may be different. Maybe your chief is different. I mean, certainly most of our representation federally is different. It's a different world. We need different ideas. 
COVID? How do you police with COVID? Is this going away? Maybe, maybe not. Not tomorrow. Vaccines coming around. Already heard of vaccine being stolen, sold on the black market. Well, that's new. (laughs) That's new. So do we just continue the way we're doing and handle that the old way? No, you can't. You can't. You have to change. What we need are people like you. People like you who are fresh and full of ideas. Not all of your ideas are going to work. They're just not. Not all of my ideas work. Not all of my ideas did work in the past. But you learn from those and you move on and you push through. You continue until you make a difference. And with a heavy heart, I've got to tell you, there might be people in your department that don't want you to make a difference. There might be people in your department that don't want you to make a difference because they don't want to look bad. Leadership is not about coming in and saying, look at me, I'm the greatest leader in the world. Leadership is about pouring into your people and saying, look at my team. They're the greatest team in the world. doesn't matter who I am. Build up the team to eventually be the commanders of tomorrow. And you know what? I think I just gave myself my uh, next podcast idea, right? Leadership. But you're going to have to push through some of these people. You are. But it's what we need as a law enforcement family, as a, as, as a, a family of all public service. It's what we need. Keep pushing through. All right. It's that time again, folks. It's time for Stupid Criminals, and oh boy. These are short, but they are impactful. Uh, you know, I always come up with the Stupid Criminals a whole lot easier and a whole lot quicker than I come up with, with uh, what I'm going to say on the podcast because, well, there's just tons of stupid criminals, and, and they don't think, and they're easy to find. <laughs> so here we go. Shoplifter in Scotland. Yeah, we're going to go there. That was a horrible, horrible accident. I'm sorry. Uh, Aaron Morrison was picked up after pinching a bottle of vodka from a liquor store. Not a problem, right? However, didn't take uh, didn't take a real genius to find Morrison. His name and phone number were left with the clerk. Now, why in the world would you steal a bottle of vodka and leave your name and phone number with the clerk? Well, apparently she was good looking, and he asked her out on a date and left his contact information. Yeah. Wookie dookie. How about this coffee shop? Two men waited in line at a coffee shop to pay their bill. A third cut in front of them. How dare you? Throw down the gauntlet. He threw a drink at the clerk and demanded all the money from the till. Hold up. Hold up. (laughs) So two men are waiting in line to pay their bill. A third cuts in front of them and immediately throws a drink at the clerk and demands all the money. Okay. That... That seems sudden. Well, here's the deal. Temporarily surprised, the two men recovered and went, what? Kind of like me. They went, huh? 
and they handcuffed the crook. Yes, indeed. You see, the, the two men that were waiting in line to pay their bill were police officers in full uniform that this guy who's trying to rob the coffee shop completely missed. Like, you walked right past that, did you? Uh-huh. Fresno, California. Been there many, many times. Many, many times. Recently, a woman in Fresno, California was stopped at a DUI checkpoint for being well drunk. Okay? However, she was extremely helpful, you see. Not only was she drunk, but she offered some information about another drunk driver. Hmm, please listen closely. She said, hey, you think I'm drunk? Check this out. My husband's right behind me, and he's even drunker than I am. Um, I just couldn't find any information on what kind of uh, <clears throat> what kind of counseling this this uh, couple's going through, but I would imagine that that did not make for an evening of uh, peace. And the last one here, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Just in Baton Rouge a couple weeks ago. Hello, my Baton Rouge friends. So some dude walked into a Baton Rouge, Louisiana hotel and asked the clerk for a room. No big deal. I did the same when I was in Baton Rouge. Right? Walked right in. Said, my name is Seals. I'm here to check in. Not a big deal. However, you see, um, it, it wasn't a clerk that he asked for this room. It was a state trooper. Well, what's a state trooper being in a hotel, you ask? Oh, see, no, that's the other problem. It wasn't a hotel. It was actually the state trooper's station. Yeah, let's put all this together. Ding Dong walks into a state trooper station, walks up to a state trooper, and asks for a room. No surprise here. Uh, he was arrested and charged with the public intoxication and driving while intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, that's. I love that one. I love that one. And I will be thinking about that every time I go to Baton Rouge. Uh, who knows? Maybe if I make nicey-nice with the uh, tr state troopers, I'll reenact that for them and see if maybe I can hopefully not get arrested. All right. Look, folks, as we go along this journey together, I may say some things you don't agree with, or maybe you do agree with me and even have a topic you'd like me to cover. Or you have a funny police story. Thank you for sending those in. I encourage you to email me all of that to offthebeat at MotorolaSolutions.com. Give me your thoughts and ideas. Check out my Twitter page at DJ underscore offthebeat. Until next time, stay diligent, stay educated, and stay safe.